Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Fran in Chicago sent a text. She said, Lisa, I heard a pearl of wisdom this weekend. If you raise your kids, you can spoil your grandkids. If you spoil your kids, you'll be raising your grandkids. This is 720 WGN. Sarah Epstein is with us, marriage and family therapist. And um, last week we were talking about this article, Six Habits for a Better Relationship with Your Grandkids. Sarah, it seems like that's something that should just come natural, but it doesn't for some people. Why is that? Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Lisa. You know, every family is different, and, you know, it's not always intuitive, just the same way that parenting isn't necessarily intuitive. We learn, we read, we, we're taught by people. The same can be true with grandparent relationships, and a lot's changed over time. Yeah, the majority of Americans, 69%, say it's very important for grandparents and grandkids to have a close relationship. That's according to a recent YouGov survey. But they said nearly a quarter of respondents said that their grandparents have not been very influential at all in their lives. Yeah, yeah. And, and does some of that come because they live in another state or in another place? And then it becomes very difficult to foster a relationship when you are physically separated. Yeah, there can be physical distance. It's much harder to build, you know, build connection over FaceTime, as anyone who tried to grandparent during COVID will know. Sometimes it's emotional distance. And then there's sometimes some other things that can stand in the way between grandparents and grandkids just connecting and and finding that common ground. We played a clip of a comedian who was talking about how he doesn't understand why his parents can give everything they didn't give to him to his kids, Oof. you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and Boy, every, I hear that one a lot in session. I bet you do. People are like, hey, what's up with this? But isn't that how it's supposed to be? Mm. Or yeah, no? I mean, I, I, th- I think there's absolutely room to have that, like, gentler relationship with grandkids, right? Because you're not responsible for them in the same way. So the, the pressure's off. At the end of the day, you hand them back, right? But that can be hard for, for the adult kids who are like, wait a minute. This was in you all along? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about how he couldn't get a penny from them, and if their grandkids need a hundred bucks, they're like, "Okay," you know. Or you know, uh, if you if you didn't like what was served for dinner, you didn't eat. But they're like, "Well, we're we'll run out and get you something," you know. It's whatever. Fine. You want. We'll get you a slice of pizza. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. So, how do you foster a relationship with your grandkids so that it becomes that special and that you? You remember them forever, long after they're gone. Yeah, there's a lot of things that come to mind, but the first is to take initiative. So it's some grandparents can fall in the trap of saying, well, my grandkid needs to call me, right? I'm a grandparent. And, And what I would say to that is, Take the initiative, call your grandchild, show an interest in them, and, and you know, make an effort. Go to their sports game. Call them when they come home from a trip. Ask what they're reading. Like, show genuine interest in them, and don't rely on them to come to you and say, hey, Grandma, I'm, I'm playing soccer now, right? Because you have so many more tools as an adult to initiate and engage a relationship. Use them. They're waiting. 
Yeah. They want it's it. probably easy when they're young, but it's when they become teenagers, <laughs> when they are playing soccer, and they really don't have time for uh, their parents or their grandparents. That's when you really need to double down on the effort and reach out and make yourself a part of their life, right? Yeah, it might be doing it a little bit more on the terms that they have, right? If they have these long days at school, it might mean going to their soccer game, even if that's not really your thing. The thing is, is showing your enthusiasm for things they care about and, you know, trying to engage in the kinds of things that really make them tick, especially as they grow into teenagehood. Uh, Somebody said, how about conflict with adult children? Can that be overcome? Can you talk to teenage children about family drama and dysfunction, uh, asking for a friend who loves his grandkids and feels like they're caught in the middle? Yeah, that's a that's a really tough one. Um, in general, we want to keep kids out of the middle of those kinds of conversations and conflicts. We want there to be a protected relationship between grandchildren and their grand and their grandparents, if at all possible. That's not always possible, especially if there's estrangement. But it puts the grandchild in a no-win situation because they are loyal to their parents, they are loyal to their grandparents. And so now all you've done is make them feel split in half, right? And there's no winning there. Right. Here's another issue that just came through. They said, my parents are Mm -hmm. not in my girls' lives. My kids are 22 and 19, Mm. and it was their choice. In today's day and age, when you have racist and homophobic parents, their grandchildren are not going to give them the time of day. Yeah, that's a that's a big one, right? When you've when you've got uh, whether it's very different politics or when you've got kids who are a lot more socially aware, then you you might have a scenario where kids are drawing a line in the sand. Adult grandchildren are saying, "Hey, this isn't. We're, we really can't sit and you know stand by. Oh, they're older." Right. Because right. they're so socially conscious, it stops feeling tenable. And by the way, these relationships last a lot longer because people are living so much longer. And so now let's let's add a decade to try to negotiate this. Uh, Sarah Epstein is a ma- marriage and family therapist. So, Sarah, in that situation, as, as a grandchild, mm-hmm. as an adult grandchild, can you say, hey, look, we're not going to discuss this. And if I hear this language, then I, I cannot be in your presence. Or can, can, you, can you put out an ultimatum like that think, so that you can have some kind of relationship? Or what do you do? Well, so that's interesting. That's actually not an ultimatum. That's a boundary. Right? An ultimatum is you better not do this. A boundary is, hey, if I hear this language, I'm going to extricate myself. Okay. Right? It's about how you're going to manage it. So it's going to depend on the, the, the grandchild. Some are going to feel totally comfortable saying, hey, I talk to my grandmother, I go and visit her, and as long as we steer clear of X, Y, and Z conversations, like, we can continue to have a conversation on slightly more limited terms. There are going to be other people for whom that is untenable. If you have a grandchild who's queer uh, or, you know, LGBTQ, and they've got homophobic grandparents, that might be a line in the sand mm-hmm. and both are understandable and it's a hard one to negotiate. Yeah. I, I, I just wish that some people would find the courage to help persuade their grandparents to see it in a different mm. light. You know, I mean, that's always been a big part of our family dynamic is like, okay, let's, let's show you that there's another way to look at this, but I guess that just doesn't yeah. work for everyone because grandparents I, have I all the, the stories and the traditions, you know, yeah, they've got the family do. history. And it's, 
It's such a good, it's such a loving way to connect. They are the link to the past, right? They are the link between the past and the future. And so, like, if possible, what a beautiful way to share culture, share tradition, share family lore, family stories before there were phones recording everything. It can be a really, it can be a unique way to really connect with your grandchildren um, in a way that resonates and makes that child feel like they're part of something bigger. And of course, the first thing you have to make sure is that you have a good relationship with your grandchildren's parents, right? Absolutely. Yeah. This one, I, th- this one almost feels like a side note, but you know, it, it like the first key to, to fostering that relationship with your grandchildren is, hey, let's be on good terms with the parents. That means honoring the way they choose to, you know, parent their kids. That means, you know, being respectful. That means also investing in, in that relationship, right? That parent-child bond, it makes it so much easier to want to all be together as a family if the bonds are good between parent and child. Well, I hope you come back sometime because a lot of people have questions. I didn't realize this was such a big issue. I thought it was just a natural relationship. <laughs> I would love to. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah Epstein, marriage and family therapist. Um, We're talking about the six habits for a better relationship with your grandkids. Take the initiative. All right. The news next with Steve on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.